Hi everyone, I'm Alex. I'm Maggie. And this is Socially Cause. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film and marriage. Hooray! Ugh, sorry, I had to get that stretch out of the way. Oh, that was just great to start the episode Ugh, when you we're off to needed a ripping start. So, today we're going to be talking about something that we're super excited about. Because well, it's two of our favourite things. Super excited because of one part, not so excited about the other part, really. Well, thanks for that, Debbie Downer. So, we're going to be talking about... John Favreau mm-hmm. doing a live-action Star Wars TV show. Yeah. So, the thing that we're excited about is John Favreau and John Favreau doing Star Wars and John Favreau doing anything. Well, that's true. Yeah, we do love John Favreau so um, very much. Yeah, he's he's replaced Joss Whedon. I feel like in my head. Hey, don't you? You can never replace. Just wait. Well, he hasn't done much. It doesn't. Matter, Maggie. But because of Firefly, yes, he's but, up here forever. But John Favreau did Iron Man. I he, know, but just he's he a god. Started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Just saying. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know who John Favreau is, which have you been living under a rock? Mm-hmm. Um, he basically kickstarted the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. He did the first Iron Man, mm-hmm. uh, and he also gave a helping hand to Joss Whedon with the Avengers films. He also did the Iron first Man Avengers 2, film. He did yeah. Iron Man 2 as well, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's done a lot of other stuff. He's done a lot of stuff for Disney. Obviously, Disney now owns Marvel anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he did the Jungle Book live-action oh. remake for Disney, which, yeah. But it was quite good, considering it was a live-action reboot of a mm-hmm. Disney cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also doing the, the Lion, Lion King, King live-action reboot, which... Yeah. And but, he also did this delightful film called Chef. Oh, and if you haven't watched it, oh watch God. it. Best film ever. It's such a good film. Man. Oh, I, I really want to get a food truck just because of that film. I know. <laughs> I want to watch it. Can we watch it? Yes, after we this? can watch it. Soon. Okay, thank you. Um, so, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. He's a great actor. He's a great writer. He's a great director. Um, he's just everything. He's fantastic at everything he does, basically. He's just hashtag life goals. So now Disney have thought, hey, might be a good idea to get him involved with this downhill spiral that we call Star Trek, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> oh. Freudian slip. Oh, well, both of them are in a downward spiral to be fair. So, Star uh. Wars. So he's going to be doing a live-action Star Wars TV show, mm. which will be aired exclusively on Disney streaming service. So oh. that's probably their main motivation. One of their main motivations for doing it yeah <laughs> they needed something to kind of flagship their new mm-hmm. streaming thing which is you know fine but it's a bit annoying mm-hmm. that there's so many streaming shows now and there's so many exclusive shows and might just have to go back to downloading shit because it was so much easier <laughs> but i don't think people download that kind of stuff i will try <laughs> but um i'm not paying for another goddamn streaming i mean don't get me wrong i still think it's only a matter of time before disney buy netflix yeah that's true and just fold it into whatever like disney streaming whatever they're gonna call it yeah that's true um but so the part that we're obviously excited about oh god can you take over the part that maggie is very clearly excited about due to her yawning is john favreau yes the part that i'm not so excited about is what the hell this thing is going to be about and the disney streaming service so disney star wars very controversial. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, <laughs> I haven't enjoyed either of the uh, episodes seven or eight. No, me. Rogue either. One, love. However, is 
my new favorite Star yeah, Wars film. Me too. Because it's fucking fantastic. It's phenomenal. I can't even explain why properly, but it's great. Yeah, especially since I actually sat, when we watched it in the cinema, I sat at the start, and when it kept going on and on and jumping between places, I was actually hating it. Yeah, it, and it then, had a rocky start. Like, and then it got, like, once the film finished, I was like, that was genius. I love it. I want to see it again. Like, thing. So, that was interesting. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good film. But episode seven or eight left us entirely deflated and more than a little bit pissed off, to be honest. Um, Again, we've talked about this in previous episodes where we're not elitists about it or anything like that. We we just thought they were genuinely bad films, Mm -hmm. which is a shame. But they've brought in Jon Favreau to do a live-action Star Wars TV show, which Mm -hmm. I think is a great idea. It's a really good idea. So the Clone Wars TV show, the animated one, was actually really successful. It was quite popular. Um, it, Star Wars Rebels, which is another animated TV show, is still going. It's still really popular. Well, I think those two, I haven't actually watched them. But what I've been told is that they explain a lot of the ex- extended universe, which is yeah, yeah, something yeah. you want to know about. They essentially... Oh, sorry. Thanks, uh, especially the Clone Wars TV show. I haven't had mm. a chance to watch Rebels yet. I know which era it covers. Yeah. Because it's got Darth Vader in it. Yeah. I think it's between three and four, possibly That's what you told four me, and... Like. Five, but the Clone Wars TV show covers what happens between episode two and three, mm. and it covers a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it covers the entire; it literally covers the entire Clone Wars between, yeah. obviously, the Republic and the CIS, um, and it tells you so much more about everything: yeah. the characters, the bond between um, Anakin and Obi Wan. Which, mm. if you watch episode two, watch the entire Clone Wars TV show. Then watch episode three. It mm. means so much more, especially mm. when Anakin ends up when Anakin and Obi Wan fight. It hits so much harder, and it means so much more because the Clone Wars took the time to explain it all, all the battles, all of the side stories mm. that had gone on with it, even stuff that was happening in the background, like the politics of it, the the Camino uh, mm. ambassador basically being after more money for Camino, so she was propagating the war so they would the republic would have to pay more money for clone troopers etc mm. etc et uh, and there were times where you know the cis invaded camino yeah. a couple times um like sneakily and things like that there were tons of new droids and it was great it explained mm-hmm. so much and it was absolutely fantastic um so i'm quite curious to know what this tv show this favorin yeah. Favreauian TV for, show is going to be to, about. We need to think of a religion. Favreauian. John Favreau. Johnisms. Um, but basically, no details about it. Absolutely no. none. Nothing. Um, I don't even know if they have any yet, or no. if they just thought, you know what, John Favreau, mm-hmm. do you want to do a live action TV show? And he was like, fuck yes, I want to do a live action. Mm-hmm. They were like, right, cool, throw some ideas at us. I don't know if they have an idea yet, or if they've approached it, it like that with an open mind. It doesn't seem like it. It doesn't. Um, so Which could be really it good. It could be amazing. If if they like literally said to John Favreau, you do here's you. a blank check and here's, you know, your full reign on it, it would be absolutely awesome. Because I feel like that's what they did with him and Iron Man, because they yeah. had no expectations at that point. No, not really. They had it all planned out and stuff, but I don't think they expected Iron Man to be as it's successful amazing. as it was. Because it was a mixture of kind of Robert Downey Jr.'s big comeback after you know all mm-hmm. the, the problems he had with drugs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so Which that's I was what surprised drew, by actually. Me too. Yeah, it, that's what drew a lot of people's attention as well. Like, oh, holy crap! It's Representative Junior. I haven't seen him since whatever weird science um, mm-hmm. when he was like a child. Um, 
And yeah, obviously it was John Favreau doing it. Um, if you guys don't know who he is, actually, he plays Happy Hogan in the Iron Man films, uh, which Iron Man's bodyguard. Yeah. Um, he plays, yeah, Hogan. That's, that's John Favreau. Um, such a good person. So he wrote and directed the first Iron Man film and the second one, and it was awesome. It was amazing. He's really good. And I've always said what I've wanted in a new Star Wars TV show would be something really gritty. Mm. I would love a gritty Star Wars TV show. Mm. I don't think they're going to do it. No. Because it's not what Star Wars is about, really. The grittiness of it. Yeah. But I would love to see a really down-to-earth... Cat. Ah, scratching at the door. I'd love to see a really down-to-earth yeah, version of the war between clones and Sis, rebels and stormtroopers, uh, rebels in the Empire, mm. or the New Republic in the First Order... Just so, anything from the extended universe will make me happy. Anything that will thing, yeah. help to put a little bit of backstory to any yeah. of the films that are out there, anything will do for me. So it depends which what? timeline they're going to yeah. cover, really. Because there, there is a lot they could do, and there's a lot they could do with the extended universe. Me, personally, I would like to know more about the Imperial Civil War, but that's kind of what Rebels covers, actually. Yeah. Well, I think, well, mm, kind of. They kind yeah. of cover it. No, they don't. What am I talking about? Sorry, no, that's totally wrong, because Vader's in it. Um, I was thinking because of Admiral Thrawn in it, who's a big player in the Civil War. I'd like to see what happens in the Imperial Civil War. What happened between episodes 6 and 7? I think that'll be a good Yeah, that'll be a good fill. start. What happened to the Empire? Where did the First Order come from? Who founded it? What happened to the Civil War? What happened to the Rebellion? Because mm. obviously after, their, their full title was the Rebellion to Restore the Republic. Mm. So obviously... They blew up the Death Star, they killed the Emperor, they killed Darth Vader. But in the long succeed. run, yeah, it doesn't really affect much. They've just cut off another head, yeah. but there's like a thousand heads. Yeah, and I guess it would make sense as well, because that's where Disney came in originally. Yeah. So if they wanted to develop almost like a justification to the fans about why they took that approach, hmm. this would be a good way to do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, there was the established universe. Yeah. It's something I completely forgot about. Um, and remembered quite recently when I was doing some research, was that already in the the established universe in the law, um, you know, Luke had a child with. Oh uh, yeah, you told me about this. Uh, was Mary Jade? Somebody like that. Mara Mara Jade maybe. They yeah. had a child called Ben anyway, and uh, Han and Leia had three kids. Mm-hmm. One twin set of twins. And one then... set of twins and one. Non-twin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one independent. Um, and in fact, it was the independent one who turned out to be a Sith mm. and betrayed them and become Darth something. Um, but anyway, that was already established in the extended law. And then, and then Disney, Disney came along up. and just, just shit all over it, basically. So um, that's interesting. Like, why did yeah, they take that course? They wanted to make their own mark. Yeah. Plus, they probably couldn't be asked to put the research in. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway... The, Try not to be bitter about it, but mm-hmm. it's damn tough. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd like to see what happened between six and seven. Yeah, that would be a good one, I think, to start with. Because the Clone Wars does two and three, the Rebels kind of does. You know four what? And five, I guess. You know what would be really good? Five and six. Hmm? If this Star Wars live TV show was kind of like the. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is to Avengers. Mm, what happens in the background? Yeah. About like the And then the it links back into all the films. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be really good, actually. Yeah. 
Because then it would just mean that they could milk all the films for what they're worth because people would then feel compelled to watch. Which is a shame. Yeah. But I I think there's so much more they could cover, but I don't think they're going to venture out of what they can, what they know 100% they can sell. Yeah. As opposed to taking a risk with something new. Mm, That's true. But I think it worked really well originally with mm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It just went a bit downhill yeah, once they the, focused too much on Sky. Yeah, Agents Daisy. of S.H.I.E.L.D. just kept going and going. And then, yeah, they focused more on Sky slash Daisy, who was one of the most irritating characters of all time. Whereas it was so cool when um, you saw the... Yes, you saw kind of in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They finished mm. off by locating this secret base and then... Avengers Age of Ultron started with the Avengers attacking that base like that was amazing and that yeah, was that, so clever yeah. plus the whole thing there was a, I don't know how many of you guys have seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but there was this long running thing where Coulson was working on a secret project and he wouldn't tell anyone what it yeah. was literally no one knew about it or anything yeah. it's like no I'm doing this project to help a friend and all that yeah. kind of stuff and everyone was like okay you do you but I'd prefer to know what it is and everyone kind of thought he was going a bit dodgy yeah and um, it turned out what he was working on was the helicarrier that um, Nick Fury shows up in in Ultron yeah. to rescue the people of Sokovia. Yeah. That's what he was working on. He yeah. was restoring it and, and rebuilding it. And when Nick Fury says, oh, you know, pulled it out of mothballs with the help of a couple of old friends, yeah. that's what he was talking about. It was yeah. Coulson and his, you know, who was restoring this helicarrier, um, which I thought was just <laughs> great. Great. It yeah. awesome. And it just helps get people invested in the film uh-huh. before you even release it. Uh-huh. And like was, if they tie it in. There was one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. which continued directly after Thor The Dark World. Yes. Where obviously they had this massive fight in London. Mm-hmm. And this episode started with... With them cleaning With London S.H.I.E.L.D., up. yeah, being there and cleaning it up and getting rid of all the artifacts and things like that. Well, actually, didn't Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. start with after the first Avengers film? With yeah. the cleanup of New York. Yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, because obviously the whole Coulson being still alive thing. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, yeah. Tahiti being a magical place. Yes. It's a magical place. Um, That's that was really cool, and I liked that because it got you invested into yeah, the story absolutely. much more. It just dragged on a bit towards yeah. the end, but anyway. So if that John could Favreau be what it is, <laughs> John Favreau, whatever you do, we'll love you. You know we will. Don't don't screw this up, John. Come on yeah. now. You've got a chance to bring some glory back Star to Disney Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Please do it. Yeah. I would, yeah. I don't know what you guys would like to see from the new Star Wars TV show, mm. but I would like to see about the Imperial Civil War. Yeah. I think that would be interesting to see where the First Order came from, yeah. what happened to the Rebellion, Yeah. you know, what happened to the New Republic. Because the New yeah. Republic obviously does exist. Does it? Yeah. They talk about it in the new films, I think. Do they? I don't remember. I blanked out the new films. Yeah, can't blame me. It's not like enough, a bad memory. There's not enough weed in the world to get rid of that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. John Favreau, please do it good. Which we know you will. And even if you don't, we'll still love you. Yeah, I just know that even if he had a great idea, he'd probably be end up being strong-armed by Disney a little bit. Well, yeah, but if they... Like, see, the thing is, this is the thing. It's, you know, Disney, yes, they have a lot of power. And yes, they can do whatever the fuck they want. But at the same time, if they wanted somebody who would just go along with whatever they say, they wouldn't have brought on Jon Favreau. True. Bringing on Jon Favreau means that they're open to creative vision. 
because otherwise they would have just brought in a director who they could have made a puppet and made them do whatever the fuck they wanted. That's so, true. you know, hopefully this means that it's it's uh, it's Disney thinking about this a lot more creatively than they have up until now and saying, look, let's just give the best of the best the chance to make this the best it can possibly be. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I might have them completely wrong. I might not be giving them enough credit, but they haven't done much to boost my faith so far, no. to be honest. No. Like I say, apart from Rogue One, which I think was a fluke anyway. And yeah. I think, you know, the main reason that Rogue One was so good is because they had certain things they, they were literally forced to, to stick yeah. by. Yeah, and also it was it was forced to be a one mm-hmm. film. Like, you couldn't extend it any more beyond that. So there was no sales in terms of that. So we'll I still see. want to know where all the boffins were. Mm. And also, when it comes to the Disney streaming service, I think my main thing is that it has to be widely available. Because the thing that Netflix struggled with for the longest time was that, really, they don't have that many countries that mm. they're in. And... Um, that you know is a problem because then they're bringing out all these new things but actually there's so much of the world that can't even watch them um so as long as disney you know disney could easily push netflix out in certain countries because of the availability if they go for learning from netflix and making sure that before they launch it they actually can launch it everywhere yeah then that'll immediately be a much stronger selling point yeah, no, no, I, I, I get what you mean. It's just annoying that they keep it to their own streaming service. Instead of coming up with a deal with Netflix or something, they maybe just kind of thought... Maybe Netflix didn't want to make a deal. Maybe, maybe. Maybe maybe Netflix thought that if they don't make a deal, Disney won't do anything. Maybe. No, I don't think they were that naive, but I don't know, maybe. it's Anyway, we'll talk about that when it's mm-hmm. when we know there's more yeah. details about it and things mm-hmm. like that. And we'll, we'll talk more about the Star Wars TV show... As more details come out, it doesn't have a release date, it doesn't nope. have a topic, it doesn't have literally anything other than John Favreau doing it. Which, like I say, already a great start. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> already a better start than uh, episode 7 and 8. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Have we talked for long enough this time? No. Really? Oh, how much longer? Ten minutes. Okay, that's fine. Five minutes of gushing about John Favreau. So, chef, guys... <laughs> No, I just, I really love John Favreau's style because he goes a lot into the 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 emotional side of Mm. things. If that makes sense, yeah, he puts the depth in. He puts the work in to make sure that you get it. And like with Iron Man, if you look, think back on it, the reason it was so unique was because it had a superhero storyline while also being quite human. Hmm. and quite just normal like you know yeah okay he's a super billionaire who's super smart but you know he's still just a guy in a suit yeah and he's also a guy who sells weaponry and yet he wants to now protect the world like that makes no sense and it's that whole kind of thinking behind it's like yeah once he discovered that his weapons were being sold to terrorists he immediately shut his entire (laughs) <laughs> weapons down. company down yeah and then uh, there was the guy who wanted to keep going because it was profitable obadiah no it was uh-huh. well it was him that was selling the weapons to the terrorists yeah yeah and he thought that he would just um uh thingy what what, what am i trying to think of roll over yes um and tony just Stark. let him do it because yeah. he thought that tony was a dick and actually tony took the 
experience as a learning experience rather than just dismissing it as a one-off. So that was nice. And it was good character development. I know that he had good things to work off of because the comic books were very detailed, mm. but still, I think I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that he didn't do it justice. Yeah, which that, is the main yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. You may disagree about the storyline, you may disagree about a lot of things, but as long as you can't say that he didn't do it justice, then we're okay. Because um, that's I think the main thing with current superhero films. Yeah, no, I get that. So let's see what happens. Well, right. well, yeah, we'll we'll discuss more as you know details come out. We'll, <laughs> once they figure out what the story is and things like that, mm-hmm. we'll talk about them and you know get your guys' opinions on them and things like that. So we'll see where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. So yes, so yes, onto regularly our... scheduled. I shall take the rough today, which surprisingly, people, we have a random useless fact. I know, never <laughs> oh, happened before. Never happened before. So. Um, the random useless fact is something we give you to either break the ice, to be the smart ass in the office, to be just the person who has just a fun fact to say. Um, and today's random useless fact is both random, useless, but also eye-opening, so just FYI. So, the average person spends six months of their life sitting at red lights in the car. Half a year. Yeah. Just sat. Uh-huh. Waiting for the light to change. Uh huh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's ridiculous. That's, that's a long time to uh-huh. be sat at a red light, people. Come Especially if you consider that the maximum a red light is like on for is two minutes, I think. That's the regulation thing. So, how many red lights are there in the yeah. world that you sit at? Like, that's the thing. It's that's like, a metaphor for life, people. Yeah. How many red lights do you sit at in your life mm-hmm. waiting for mm-hmm. them to change? You've got to change them yourself. Sometimes you've got to just get out of the car and walk. Sometimes you've got to say, fuck it, do your own, just bypass the lights altogether. You've got to find your own way. You've got to take some country roads. You've got to get off the main road. Sorry, did I get a little bit carried away there? I was going to say, I mean, when did you become a preacher? Jeez. <laughs> I Gotta it, get off the main road, people. I can, I, you know, I could totally be a yeah. motivational speaker. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind being a motivational speaker, actually. Just in a really sensible way, rather than being all like, you can do it. It's like, why the fuck are you wasting your time with us? Just like, just think about that. Just be like, why the fuck am I wasting my time? And just go with that kind <laughs> of aesthetic. How very motivational. Yeah. So, so Alex, do, do we have some good news? You know what? We do. Yeah, and it is actually some genuinely um, fantastically good news. Okay, you can shut up now. Good job. Shut up because you told me. Yeah, sure, it was your own choice. Uh Um, So. It was my own choice. Yes, sweetie, good job. You're a strong, independent woman. You don't need no man. Damn right. Yes, good job. Um, So, um, essentially, um, climate change is becoming accountable now um so the good news is that they finally got a day in climate science gets its day in court is basically you know the the headline for it and you know climate change is it's becoming more universally recognized now as more people are finally admitting like yeah okay climate change is the thing because we have more data now to support it and we have more evidence to support it now mm-hmm. um so basically um fossil fuel companies oil companies and things like that are being brought to account for the damage they've done to the planet mm-hmm. starting to anyway it's um 21st of march uh, will be the first court date that'll be um, tuesday 
And apparently it's it's the first time a legal case has been brought against oil and fossil fuel companies. Woo, 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 woo. Um, I, I know for a fact it's not going to get anywhere because they have way too much money. But yeah. it's, it's nice to see that, you know, people are still trying to fight the good fight. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. I, and I wouldn't have the motivation of, to do it, but God bless these people. And they're thinking of more creative ways to do it. This is yeah. the interesting thing is that they're taking the route of actually trying to force the courts to admit that this is a problem that needs to be legally dealt with yeah absolutely. um which you know hasn't happened before so that's really cool it's yeah it's nice to see that people are starting to pay attention and, and at least there's a court that has finally turned around and said right okay you've got to bring your let's, case let's yeah. yeah bring this case forward and see what we can do um so yeah it's nice to see woo, that woo, woo, the woo, world isn't woo, all woo, shit just woo. yet it's getting there but not just yet no um so yeah that about wraps it up for today um thank you all very much for listening find us on facebook twitter and instagram now i'm posting more so you can laugh at me on instagram um yeah uh, if you want to support the website at support the podcast rather in a uh, slightly bigger way you can buy us a coffee uh, mm-hmm. so there's a coffee link on the website and buy us a cup of coffee and support the channel that'd be fantastic mm-hmm. um give us a shout on twitter or facebook send us a message send us a tweet let us know what you think let us know what you want to talk about um tell us your good news tell us your random uses facts we'll put them on the episodes it'd be mm-hmm. absolutely great mm-hmm. um and whichever website you're listening to this on it could be our website could be itunes could be stitcher could be anything um you know leave us a review if mm-hmm. you could, that would be absolutely fantastic. Subscribe mm-hmm. if you can. Leave a, a rating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be absolutely fantastic. So, thank you all very much for listening. I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Calls. <laughs>